How do you deal with difficult patients and their families? At some point, every healthcare person comes to the realization that we don't only serve the nice people, but also the people who are not so nice. And we still have to give them very, very great care. We still get to give them very great care and we have to have patience and all this stuff. But how do you deal with the ones that want to make you pull your hair out of your head? I'm gonna give you practical tips on how to deal with the difficult patients. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. This is the Nice Brains World Podcast, the number one personal development podcast for healthcare and wellness professionals. I am Nene Pablo, host of this podcast, registered nurse and creative Nice Brains Pro. The number one thing that you should do before you even meet the patient, before you even meet the client, okay, is to do a self-eval. Something I remember we learned in nursing school. Do a self-eval on your own biases or what you know, what you don't know about this particular patient. How does it make you feel when you go into the room? What are the first thoughts? We are people who get uncomfortable with what we do not know. And we have to understand that. Okay. And there's a reason why there are stereotypes often. Oftentimes it's legitimate reasons and sometimes there are not legitimate reasons. Sometimes stereotypes that you have of people can actually help you serve them better from the get-go. Um, I'm not saying you should walk into the to the patient's room with that stereotype mind and then you should walk into the, with that headspace. But it oftentimes helps us approach the situation because we're familiar with a cultural background or something, right? So the, the first thing you have to do, regardless of what the situation is, is evaluate your own yourself and your own feelings before going in and meeting the patient. Do a lot of self-evaluation because this will help us be able to address their needs better. The second thing that I would say is a practical tip that we can do to deal and work with difficult patients and their families is to make sure and set clear boundaries from the start, from the start. Like you walk in and you say, I'm, I'm going to be the blah, blah, blah. You know, here are my credentials. And this is what, this is the way the visit's going to go. All right. They're in your territory and you lay out the expectations and the boundaries. And how often you're going to be in the room. If it's a 12-hour shift and you're a nurse, you walk in and you say, you know, I'm going to be here this amount of time. You know, we've got medications due at this time and this time and this time. Are there any questions that I can help answer? I mean, that first interaction will set the tone for the rest of the day. This, I think, is probably the number one thing that will set the tone and will help alleviate some of the potential confrontation or difficulties down the road, not only for you, but for the, the people who are coming behind you, right? The the people who are going to take care of them from different specialties. If you set the tone and set the expectation, your day will be so much better, believe me. Number three, I would say, is to make sure you communicate effectively. You communicate effectively. Different families and different patients have different levels of the way that they want to be updated on their care, some of them are very realistic and some of them are not very realistic. 
They want you to be the primary person there 24-7 and not leave the room, right? That's impossible. That's why you've got to set the expectation. But when it comes to communication, you want to be able to get them to trust you. You have to let them know that you are there to help them. And the way that you communicate that with verbal and not nonverbal cues, right, is by making sure, number one, that you're not rushing when you're there to meet them you are meeting each person in the room, it'll help them trust me for the rest of the day than if I just walk in and I rush through my communication and I don't give them an update or something. So make sure that you're consistently communicating with them, which leads me to the fourth tip, which is to listen to them. Communication is not just you getting stuff out of your mouth, okay? and um, explaining stuff, it's making sure that they have received it. That literally is what communication is. So active listening is making sure that you are there to listen to their concerns, what are their worries, what are their anxieties, what did they not understand, and seek to empathize from their point of view, right? That is one of the things that I think we're, we're kind of bad at often, um, and maybe it's because we don't have much time and we feel like we're rushed in general, but um, it is worth it to take that extra effort and, you know, level with them and say, hey, you know, I'm here to help you. How can I answer those questions? What is it that you're unsure of? Um, you know, what's the last update that you got? Listen to your people. There are still going to be moments where no matter what you do, Someone is just out to get you. And when they confront you about something and try to, because sometimes they will try to intimidate you. The number one thing to do with these difficult patients and families is to stay calm. Do not raise your voice. Do not try to fight them back. And I would say that another piece of advice is don't apologize for things that you know you did correctly and right simply explain it and if they want you to explain it again you do it again but there comes a moment where you need to just remain calm and if they get aggressive you've got to exit the room choosing to be the bigger person may feel like you're taking the l but it's actually a sign of strength if your patient does not want to take the medication, bro, you explain the situation, you explain the benefit of the care that they're being given, and if they refuse it, walk away. Walk away and chart till kingdom come. And then finally, go up the chain of command. This one bothers me a little bit because sometimes when you go up the chain of command about something that happened, uh, you'll have people up the chain of command that will side with the patients and their families and not with the nurse. So sometimes this one just frustrates me. However, it is still important if you're having situation, because I've, I've had both. I've had situations where I try to go up the chain of command or, you know, hey, I explain, hey, th uh, this patient is giving me a hard time and nothing is really done. And I've had the flip side where you go up the chain command and they are all like they're super supportive of the staff. I think the part that we're lacking is when 
you go up the chain of command for a coworker issue. But <laughs> that's another podcast. I just encourage you if you're going through if you if you've got a shift, don't take the BS. Go up the chain of command. Stay calm. Stay professional. And don't take it personally. A lot of times these patients are going through a very, very, very difficult time. And so we have to understand that even when they are being difficult toward us, we have to come come from a place of um, understanding and try to empathize with their specific situation. At the end of all this, we, I think, have to uh, begin every interaction and every confrontation that we have with a quote-unquote difficult patient or family is to understand that they are in a situation where they most likely would not choose to be in if they had a choice. Remember to be a positive force and influence within healthcare and society. Que Dios me lo bendiga. When I would listen to podcasts before I became a podcaster myself, I didn't realize how much leaving a five-star review helped. And so now on this side, I just want you to know that it really does mean a whole lot when people review and share the content. So if you enjoyed it, please share it with somebody and leave a five-star review on whichever platform you use, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And if you're interested, you can also find us on social media at NiceVeinsBro or shop online at NiceVeinsBro.com. My personal stuff you can find under Nene Pablo, which is spelled N-E-N-E-P-A-B-L-O. I spend most of my time on YouTube making vlogs and videos and on Instagram. So I would love to connect with you. And remember, be a positive force and influence within healthcare and society. It's all about God, wellness, and purpose here. Thank you for listening.